Welcome back to the Outperform Podcast. If it is your first time here, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. And in this episode of the Outperform Podcast, we're going to get real and we're going to get vulnerable. Or at least I'm going to get real and I'm going to get vulnerable because I'm the only one talking. But this is actually a follow-up to uh, a little bit of last week's episode right before Thanksgiving, talking about gratitude. And on this episode where I'm going to get real and vulnerable in actually talking about some of the struggles that I've experienced over the last six to seven years. And if you don't know my story, it might surprise you a little bit because I started my business 2013, really started speaking 2014. And if any of you have ever started a business or tried anything entrepreneurial, you know it's very difficult at the start, right? So I was just starting to, especially in the speaking realm, was starting to get a little bit of traction and 2015, 2016, and I was really looking into 2017, thinking about, wow, it's going to be an unbelievable year. I'm so excited for this year. And I still remember that Christmas, 2016, right before 2017, my mom had lost a lot of weight, was looking really frail, really unhealthy. She wasn't eating much at all. None of us understood why. We were just trying to talk to her and, and trying to get her to, to do whatever we could to just eat a little bit more and, and just do some things to help her overall health. And we ended up taking her into the hospital three days after Christmas that year and actually took her in three days after Christmas. And on New Year's Eve 2016, going into 2017, she was diagnosed with stage four esophageal cancer or throat cancer in the, the layman's terms. And it was, it was stage four. She was already very frail, not healthy. So there was no curative option. Um, it didn't even make sense to try anything. And unfortunately, she only made it just a little bit over two months, passed away the first week of March in 2017. And it was one of the most difficult things I'd ever gone through. Uh, to be completely transparent and honest with you, I hadn't really lost anyone close to me uh, before that time. And I had no idea how to grieve. I had no idea how to deal with it. And I just tried to press on. And, you know, I have so many great memories of my mom. And, and really, my mom was, was the one that truly raised, I feel like, my brother and me. Um, in so many different ways, whether it's athletically or anything else, I just remember sp spending a ton of time with my mom. And after that happened, it was just a very difficult experience and something that without having lost people that I was close to was really challenging. So I kind of went through the aftermath part of that and was still trying to, you know, keep things going from a business standpoint. And, and I was doing some races in 2017 as well. So I was still trying to live my life as much as I could while I was grieving and trying to process losing my mom, who I just maybe naively, even though she'd, you know, gone into bad health and maybe others from the outside could have seen it coming. I just never thought that I was going to lose her um, when I was 36 years young. So I just never saw that coming. I wasn't prepared for it. So fast forward 13 months after that, and I still remember this day like it was yesterday. 
where I was here in Colorado, ironically enough, just in another room uh, down the hall from where I'm recording this right now. And it was one of those days where I remember I had a pretty busy morning. I had some different things that I was doing. I had some different coaching calls and whatnot. And it was a beautiful Colorado day, bright sunshine, 70 degrees. I really wanted to get out for a run. And it was April 3rd. And it kept getting pushed back and pushed back. And then finally, I was like, okay, I'm going to be able to get, get out for a run, clear my head a little bit, enjoy the nice day over lunch. And I remember I was lacing up my running shoes and the phone rang. And it was a 320 area code. And 320 is the area code for Albany, Minnesota, or Stearns County, Minnesota. And it was one of those, if you've ever had this experience, it's like when you look at the phone, you just know it's not good. You can just feel that pit in your stomach. And and there was no reason why anyone from the 320 area code would be calling me at that time unless it was something that was potentially not good. It was just one of those things that you know when you see it. So answered the phone, stopped, putting, stopped lacing up my running shoes. And on the other end of the phone was Tom Kasner. He was actually the superintendent at the golf course. And after my mom had passed away 13 months before, we'd moved my dad out of the family house, moved him into just a single level apartment, which happened to be right next to Albany Golf Club, and it was just going to be a better living experience for him. Tom Kasner had called, and he was on the other end. He said, Scotty, he said, I'm, I'm at your dad's apartment. Want to let you know that the paramedics are here right now. Uh, a friend of his had showed up and had found him unresponsive. They're doing everything that they can to be able to bring him back, but it doesn't look good. I'll call you back, and I'll keep you posted. And I hung up the phone and I just sat there stunned, not really knowing what to say, not really knowing what to do, but knowing I wasn't going to get out for a run that day. And sure enough, not too long after that, Tom called back and just said, Scotty, I'm sorry. Um, he passed and they couldn't bring him back. And for any of you that have lost parents or have lost people that are that that you're close to you know that there's no good way that it can happen right uh you know the way that my mom passed i mean with her being diagnosed with throat cancer and i did get to spend a lot of time with her in her last 2 months i was in the hospital room when she passed away that first week of march with my dad it was just something that although he wasn't in great health either it was something that I just never saw coming. And I remember the last time that I got to spend time with them, it was a week and a half before that. I had gone back home and we just went uptown to one of the local bars and we were watching some basketball. It was the, the final four March Madness tournament was going on. We were watching some of that as well as the Minnesota State Boys uh, high school basketball tournament. We were just watching that, went back to his apartment, enjoyed a pizza and, and went to bed. And then I took off the next day and drove back down to Minneapolis um, where I still have a condo today. But, you know, the part of losing my dad and never being, never being with him and feeling like I was able to say bye was challenging in its own way. And again, there's, there's no good way for it to necessarily happen, but I never thought that I would lose both of my parents before the age of 38. 
And I mentioned before, my dad passed away on April 3rd. My birthday is April 4th. So this all happened on the day before my 38th birthday. And obviously it wasn't a very good birthday that year and gave me a lot more to process, a lot more to grieve. Um, I didn't quite honestly know what to do with it and how to grieve and cope and respond and how to get through it. And I'm recording this podcast and then I think the message that I would like to impart on you and would like to give to you here today is I sometimes say in my speeches that I I come back to the old Teddy Roosevelt quote that comparison is the thief of joy. Uh, I, I don't know if that exact quote applies to what I'm talking about here, but as I'm talking about this, I'm not really looking for, to be completely honest, your sympathy or anything like that. The comparison part of, okay, you may still have both of your parents and God bless you if you do, or maybe you lost both of them in a different way than me and lost them even younger than me. It doesn't make my life more difficult than yours. Or if you have both of your parents, like it doesn't make it better or worse. We're all experiencing this whole journey And this whole thing called life. And we have to be able to make sense of what is going on around us and how we can still continue to outperform and to be able to show up as our best selves in whatever hand we're dealt by God or by life or by what your creator, by whatever it is that you believe in. So as I say this, it's not, it's not a sob story where I'm saying, oh my God, my life sucks. Like I've had it so hard. It's just, I've come to realize that it is just part of my story and you have a story too. And interestingly enough, I kind of come back to, I'm a big fan of Tony Robbins, uh, buy into most of his concepts. And I remember the, the Netflix documentary, I am not your guru. Um, If you haven't watched it, I'd highly recommend you watch it. It might change the way that you actually look at Tony and what Tony does. But there was one particular line from that Netflix documentary that really stuck with me after watching that. Because I remember the aftermath of losing both of my parents. And if we're going to call it what it is, part of the reason, I mean, they both passed away, you know, by their mid-60s, which is just, to me, incredibly young. And... They both passed away from, to put it bluntly, poor lifestyle choices and bad lifestyle behaviors. And there was a long period of time where, especially coming from a health background and from starting out and wanting to help so many people be healthier and have better well-being, I could not understand why my parents wouldn't want to make better choices to be able to enhance their own health and to be able to enhance their own livelihood and their own well-being. And I held on to that for a long period of time. Like, why? Why did they do this? Why didn't they make these choices? Why did they make these other choices? And I remember the line from that documentary that Tony Robbins said. He said, you know what? If you're going to blame people for all the shit that you've been through, parents or circumstances or otherwise, well, you better blame them for all the good stuff too. All the stuff that they did that made you who you are. Even if it's not necessarily the way that 
the Hollywood script or the fairy tale ending, even if it's not how we expect that it's going to go, well, you can't just blame them for the bad stuff of, oh, I didn't have this or I don't have that. And now I need to go to holidays. And my family is a lot less than, um, you know, my significant other's family and everything else just because I don't have parents. Like if you're going to blame them for some of that shit, that they've done or that they've put you through or that you've been through, you have to blame them for the good stuff that made you who you are as well. And that was something that really struck me and really, really stood with me. And it's a shift that I've had to make that over time, as I've gone through it, instead of, instead of being sad or mad or just angry that it's over, I've had to actually be glad that it happened and to be fortunate that they were my parents and they taught me a lot of good skills and a lot of life lessons and a lot of the legacy that I want to leave and what I try to do with Outperform the Norm is a direct testament to some of the lessons and some of the things that they taught me and the man that they wanted me to be and the man that I've hopefully become. And a lot of these, I mean, I'll just highlight a couple of them are are very simple things. But if you've ever heard me tell the story at the end of a a keynote speech of my mom just saying before every single golf tournament that I would play, she would just always say, Scotty, do your best. You know, and of course, cocky teenage kid, I thought my best meant winning the tournament, shooting the lowest score, beating everyone else. And she would just say, Scotty, do your best. All that matters is that you make the effort. And I really try to take that forward with me into what I do today. And whether it is a keynote speech or whether it's recording a podcast episode, whether it's working with a coaching client or just trying to be a good dad or a good husband, I just simply try to do my best in what I'm doing, knowing that if I show up that way and if I make that effort, the results of the outcomes are going to take care of themselves. That's something that my mom taught me. And and one thing that my dad taught me is growing up in Albany, Minnesota, at the time that I grew up there, population 1,500, uh, then 1,701, I think it is actually businesses booming there. So I think it's above 2,000 now. But growing up in Albany, I learned a ton about small town values and helping out other people. And there's a big part of me that I still have a big heart for small businesses. Um, whenever I travel around, I would much rather grab a sandwich or grab a cup of coffee from a local restaurant or a local coffee shop than I would a chain or or a larger company. Um, There's just a small town part of me that will never, ever leave. But then there's also the part of just helping others as well and just having being a good human and having good basic manners. Like a lot of times when I show up to keynotes and, you know, by no means am I perfect. I, I make mistakes all the time, but I'll show up to a lot of my conferences and some of the events that I'm speaking at. And I'll usually show up maybe the night before the morning of to kind of get a lay of the land of what does the room look like that I'm going to be speaking in. And a lot of times I'll walk into the room and the conference organizer, the event planner, I can tell they're kind of flustered and they're running around and maybe they're setting up chairs or maybe they're making sure that the tech and the AV works and different things like that. Or they're kind of putting some different things together because they want all the members of the attendees to have a really good experience. And I will always ask them, is there anything that I can do to be able to help you out? Like, do you need some help 
moving around these tables, setting up these chairs. And they always look at me like I have three heads or something. Like they expect me to just be this diva keynote speaker that they're paying a bunch of money to that like is only going to show up and talk and just, you know, is, is maybe not going to be willing to help out. And just the fact that like, Hey, we're all in this thing together. Like a part of mine is, yeah, I'll be up there for an hour doing the keynote speech, but I want the members of the attendees to have a good experience just like you do. And if I can do something, even if it's moving chairs or tables or, setting up you know, different signs and things like that. If I can do that to help it be a better event or a better experience, I don't think I will ever be able to turn that part of my personality and hopefully my manners off because it was something that was just so deeply ingrained within me from my mom and my dad from such a young age. It was just help people if people need help. You're never above Because let's say I'm a keynote speaker, you're never above doing some of the things like the setup process and the stuff like that. So those certainly don't have to be your your takeaways. And I have no idea how you're thinking about this right now. If if you've lost people that are close to you, maybe you're listening to this and you're reflecting on some of the messages and some of, of the legacy that you would like to carry forward because of them. If you're fortunate to maybe have both of your parents or or have other mentors or leaders in your life. Maybe you're just thinking about what are the most powerful lessons that they've taught me. And to come back to last week's episode, can I be grateful for that? And what part of that can I really carry forward into my own life to be able to be the best outperforming version of me so I can serve others to the best of my ability? So hopefully this wasn't too deep and too real and too vulnerable for you, but it is my story and you have a story as well. And we all have a story. We're just trying to do the best we can with what we've got. And I honor you for honoring that, that struggle and that process that goes into this game of life that we're all playing. And I just really appreciate you being here. And as always, wishing you the best of health, happiness, and high performance. Have a fantastic day. Hello, Outperformers. Three more quick things before we sign off here today. First and foremost, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I understand how many different podcasts are out there, and I do not take a single second of your time for granted because time is truly our most valuable asset. It is our most precious commodity, and I appreciate you taking that time and you spending it with us here today. Second, if you found value in this podcast, maybe you've noticed, but podcasting has gotten quite popular as of late. And if you would like to help support the Outperforming Movement and the Outperform Podcast, one of the best ways that we can get it found is for you to give it a favorable review and rating on whatever your favorite podcasting platform happens to be. So head on over to iTunes, head on over to Google Play, and give it a favorable review. And while you do that, also share it with someone else that you know that is just like you, is driven by growth and wanting to be the best personally and professionally in every single thing that they do. Number three, if you want even more tools and tips and strategies to be able to be your best 
personally and professionally, head on over to scottwelly.com. That's S-C-O-T-T-W-E-L-L-E. There are loads of different resources for you on everything from goal setting and grit to resiliency and focus to confidence and motivation and routines and habits and everything that you can possibly imagine to help you be your absolute best every single day, personally and professionally. Once again, if you'd like to access those free resources, head on over to scottwelly.com, S-C-O-T-T-W-E-L-L-E. So as I sign off, thank you again for spending your time with me here today. Keep outperforming and as always, wish you the best of health, happiness, and high performance. Have a great day.